Slap some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. Welcome to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt. Sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Now, here's Jeff Hunt. Well, howdy, friends. Happy Easter weekend from the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Did you know that there is a university in America that proudly seeks to honor Christ and share the love of Christ on campus and around the world? To teach students to trust the Bible, live holy lives, and be evangelists to be a servant of the church. Right here in Colorado is the great lantern of the Rockies. Pro-life you, Jesus, 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 Colorado, Christian University. Uh, You know, friends, you think about all the craziness that's happening out there in universities across the country. As a parent, I've got children coming up. They'll be in college here in just a few years. We think about this a lot. Uh, Universities are not founded on truth. They are not committed to teaching students the truth. They've lost Christ. They've lost truth. They've lost ethics and character formation. They can barely deal with competency now. A lot of people even question whether or not it's worth going to colleges, but there are colleges like Colorado Christian University that are returning back to the foundations of what a great education is and preparing students to become leaders of the church. And so uh, our students all over the country, we have students in all 50 states, are celebrating Easter this weekend and uh, honoring and worshiping Christ with their lives and their careers, and we are training them up to be great and powerful disciples of Jesus Christ. I hope you're having a wonderful weekend with your family, worshiping the risen God, Jesus Christ. My name is Jeff Hunt. I'm the director of the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University and co-chairman of the 2022 Western Conservative Summit. The Western Conservative Summit is coming up June 3rd and 4th at the Gaylord Rockies Hotel, a totally new location for us. We're very excited about hosting it at the beautiful hotel near the Denver International Airport. If you've ever been or if you've never been to the Western Conservative Summit, I encourage you to check it out. 2,300 attendees in person fighting patriots who love their country, love God, and committed to making a difference in this world, 60 exhibiting organizations, and over 100,000 people from all 50 states watching online. It really is a wonderful celebration of faith, family, and freedom, worshiping Jesus, protecting the Constitution. It connects us with those that are grassroots activists, so you get the grassroots activists in the room, as well as those that are intellectual conservatives and appreciate going deeper on particular issues that affect our state and nation. So you get that great combination of grassroots conservatives, intellectual conservatives, all committed to faith, family, and freedom. We announced earlier this week that Kayleigh McEnany, President Trump's press secretary, will be joining us Friday. Also joining us on Saturday evening is Sarah Huckabee Sanders, another one of President Trump's former press secretaries. The conservative ladies will be leading the way this year at the Western Conservative Summit. You can get your tickets for the summit and book your hotel room, which you need to get by April 30th by visiting westernconservativesummit.com. Now, earlier this week, the Colorado legislature introduced a law to combat the fentanyl overdose death crisis that our state is facing. Now, it's important to understand 
that the drug problems facing our state didn't just pop up with fentanyl. We're absolutely facing a crisis with dr- drug overdoses in the state with fentanyl. But don't let the state leaders who put us in this situation get away with just addressing fentanyl by itself. What we are experiencing right now are the fruits of Colorado's surrender on the war on drugs. Take this from someone who has been on the front lines debating the leaders of this catastrophe. Colorado's elected leaders, in partnership with drug dealers, have sold this state out, putting families and especially young people at risk. If you want to understand why we are where we are with opioids, I recommend reading the book Dreamland on the origins of the opioid crisis. It began with doctors. Yes, doctors. In the 1970s, doctors were afraid to prescribe opioids. They were too addictive, and so they stayed away from overprescribing these and really only doing it in a very controlled manner. Well, two doctors, Russell Portnoy and Kathleen Foley, published papers in the 1980s saying that we must treat pain more aggressively. We need to treat it as a vital sign. And if you're not treating pain well, you are not being a good doctor. So this was the thinking that started to pop up in the 1980s. Well, this coincided with the creation of a drug called Oxycontin and Purdue Pharmaceuticals, who were marketing to doctors that this new opioid was a miracle drug. They believed and they marketed very heavily that they could solve people's pain without creating addiction. That's what doctors generally understood in the late 80s, early 90s, with regards to Oxycontin and those types of classifications of opioids, that they were not addictive. Well, the result was aggressive marketing from Purdue Pharmaceuticals and doctors prescribing it in massive amounts. Many of us remember during the 90s, you had these uh, massive pill uh, doctors that were just passing out a lot of pills and overprescribing hundreds of pills. Well, people became addicted. And then the government stepped in and shut down these pain pill doctors. So where do people get their fix once this has been established in our culture and they, they need to get that drug? Well, where do they go? Well, they went back to heroin. Heroin usage was dropping in the late 90s. We had kind of tackled this problem and we remember some of the overdoses that were taking places in the late 80s, early 90s, and we fought hard against it. Well, they went back to heroin. But heroin requires poppy seed fields to grow. We all know this about Afghanistan, right? Fentanyl, which is a similar opioid, it's actually a lot more powerful, can be made entirely in a lab. These labs operate in China. They don't need the poppy fields of Afghanistan to create the drugs. They are then shipped to Mexico and they cross over the United States illegally. That's the logistical reality of the situation our country is facing. That's how we got to where we are now. So how does this tie into the larger drug culture? Well, leftist leaders, especially here in Colorado, have been pushing for, quote, criminal justice reform. People addicted to drugs are just victims of a health crisis. This hasn't been just an issue in Colorado. Liberal states like Oregon, Washington, California are approaching drugs in the same manner. If you remember a few years ago, leftists wanted to create safe injection sites where people in Colorado could inject themselves with drugs. The idea was that these people could get the help 
if they wanted, and these sites would prevent people from dying. The reality is very few people ever got help. It just became a, essentially a government-facilitated drug injection site. And friends here at KNUS did a wonderful job bringing this to national attention. Uh, they Remember, uh, Stephen Tubbs went up uh, along with producers here, and I think uh, uh, Peter Boyles also went up to Vancouver to look at how this has been functioning in Vancouver, Canada. It's been an unmitigated disaster up there because you have people using drugs all the time and no one's getting any help. Oregon recently decriminalized all drugs with the idea that we're going to treat drug addicts as people in need of health care. The problem is only about 1% of the people are seeking treatment. So the police are interacting with these people on the streets that are addicted to drugs. They're encouraging them to get help. And only about 1% of people are getting help. The result, drug dealers are running rampant all throughout these states. It's just open season for drug dealers. Combine this with drug commercialization and marijuana, and we're creating a drug culture that rewards drug dealers and addicts, and the general public has to pay the price. Elected officials, in fact, are getting campaigns paid for by these illicit drug companies, like marijuana companies here in the state. We have created the perfect storm for drug addiction, mass drug profit, and a whole lot of people suffering. If we really want to address our growing drug culture, we need to treat drug dealers for the threat to life that they are and place far more serious penalties upon anyone who's distributing illicit drugs. We need to get past this idea that uh, drug dealers are people just trying to uh, make some money on the side and support their families, and uh, they're generally good people. No, 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 not at all. These drug dealers have their focus and intent on addicting as many people as possible, and we have opened up the entire state to them. You talk to law enforcement in the state of Colorado. We have not gotten rid of the black market in Colorado. Remember, that was one of the promises that the marijuana companies had. So we're just going to get rid of the black market. We legalize it. The black market's here more than ever in the state of Colorado. And you have cartels running them. And law enforcement is woefully unprepared and unsupported to be able to deal with this size of illegal drug operations. We are allowing our fellow Americans to get hooked on these drugs, to become tools of these cartels and these drug dealers. And we've done it under the guise of, of you know, mental health issues, criminal justice reform. And if we're just nicer to everybody, it'll work out. We need to close our borders. We need to get much more serious about the drugs coming across the illegal, uh, illegally across our border. And we need to hold China accountable for the death that they are bringing to our country. So this is the issues we're going to be talking about today on the show. We're going to be talking about experts from Smart Approaches to Marijuana who are out there fighting uh, these efforts to commercialize marijuana all across the country. We're also going to talk with legislators down at the state capitol on this fentanyl bill. So stick around with us. This is very important for the future of the state. God bless you. We'll be right back.